Live from Orlando, Florida, you're now listening to the Ozone Podcast, the voice of Orlando Magic fans. Join us every week for a unique fan perspective on all of the latest Magic news and updates. The show starts now. What's up, Magic fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Ozone Podcast, brought to you by DraftKings and part of the Basketball Podcast Network. We're your hosts, Al, myself, Anthony. Today is Friday, December 3rd. What's up, Al? What's going on, man? What is up? In today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about the return of Nikola Vucevic and Aaron Gordon coming back to Orlando. We're going to talk a little bit about some Markel and Jonathan Isaac updates. We finally hear a little bit of you know where they're at in terms of their recovery. And the return of Cole Anthony back into the Orlando Magic lineup after missing the last six games. But before we get into those topics, um, I'm sure because you and I talked about it off air and a lot of the Magic fans have also received this, but the Orlando Magic ran a survey and the survey was recently asking um, in regards to fan feedback. And the the fan feedback was really about wanting to know a little bit more about what fans think of current logo and our past logos so if you remember is the the original everyone's favorite in my opinion the classic orlando magic shaquille o'neal penny hardaway era orlando magic logo then we kind of transition to the the t-mac logo and then the current logo that we have now i want to know from you what do you think is the reason behind that why are they asking these questions from from the fans why do they want this feedback or is it just more of them having a better understanding what are your thoughts on it i mean i'm hoping that the the fan in me is hoping that this means something it's going to be changing soon maybe a a different logo maybe not a drastic change but maybe the logo will change but then again didn't uh josh robbins on his last article for the athletic like covering the magic say that alex martins has said that there's no rebrand coming anytime soon, not within the next like four or five years. So it kind of caught me off guard, to be honest, because I mean, is it just for feedback purposes or is there a reason behind it? Um, the fan in me is hoping that it would mean like, hey, we may change the logo for the next few years, maybe going back to the T-Mac logo or the 90s logo, but I'm not quite sure. Well, what's your take on it? I think that it's one good to see that they're trying to gauge the interest of the local fan base because some of the questions that they asked in the survey was one do you currently live in orlando two how long have you lived in orlando and then kind of gauging you know what level of fandom you know do you really fall in you know are you casual watcher are you more of an extreme whatever the case may be so i like that aspect of it because for the diehards that listen to this podcast and and even for you and I Al, um, our opinions matter because we're the ones that are really investing way more time than than the casual. And if you're a casual watcher, that's that's fine. Also, your your input is important. Um, but I think that I agree with Josh. I don't think it's going to be anything that's going to happen soon because the way that the Orlando Magic always done things is that they, they plan things in advance. Everything has to be like this master scheme, master plan sure. to kind of get things done and get things rolled out. It's just kind of the way that we roll. Um, and so I, I, I think that in the future, definitely we're going to see some type of change. I don't think it's going to be a drastic change. I think it might be a minor adjustments. What I'm hoping that they do is they don't change the logo, but I, I just, me personally, I just hope they go back to, you know, the classic, like why, why change something that isn't, that was never broken. 
True. Uh, you have the the Boston Celtics, the New York Knicks, the Los Angeles Lakers. You have, you know, these teams that their their logos are iconic, and they don't touch it. Their right. uniforms are iconic, and they don't touch it. They make small little adjustments, whatever the case may be, but they know who they are. They know their branding. And at one point in time, in my opinion, our old school logo, our old school uniforms, they were really popular. Like globally popular. And right. I feel like we've lost some of that. And I, I'm hoping that, you know, with the feedback that people have given and some of the feedback that I've read, that they take a lot of that into consideration and, you know, make the appropriate changes, whatever that may be. So let me ask you this though, out of the three logo say centers, right? So we had to basically answer a bunch of questions, but ultimately you picked your favorite. What was your favorite out of those? Oh, the, the classic. Three? Classic. It, so it's nineties. It's easy. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Now, here, here's the thing, like, and it's perfect for those that are watching on YouTube. You know, you take a look at um, Alice's background. You, you see the current logo that we have now. What I don't like about the current logo is that it looks too. It look to me, it looks too vanilla. It looks it plain. It looks very um, corporate America. Like, it just, it looks. My opinion, it looks boring. I like the secondary logo, the the ball with the stars. I like what we have there i like our original better so if you watch some of the games you also see coach mosley and 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 the coaching staff and they have the original you know ball and star logo um on their chest and to me that just looks i, I don't know i don't know if it's nostalgia i don't i personally prefer the the classic and it's i think that again don't change it go back to that for me my favorite the one that i vote i voted number one for me was the team act days so that 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 in between the middle logo, I just feel like it's it's kind of cartoonish. But it, it, I don't know why. For me personally, it reminds me of uh, more of the magic. Like the '90s logo looks a bit outdated uh, in in today's NBA. So if you can some way somehow make a mix of the T Mac days logo, in some way somehow implement maybe the ball of the '90s. I don't know how they could do that. That would be like the perfect scenario for me. But for me, like I had the T Mac days logo as the number one. The 90s logo number two, and like you said, our current logo to me is simply way too boring. There's no stars in the name. The font is super boring. Like it's too vanilla. Like like you said, too corporate America. It reminds me too much of Alex Martins. If that, if, if that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah, he's a man pulling the trigger. No, I, yes. I I I. So what I don't like about it, you kind of explained it perfectly. Is is it does look too cartoonish. It looks too um too kiddish. Yeah. That that part I'm not a fan of. Um, but I think that there's certain staples that the Magic have. Pinstripes, it's a staple. Uh, having the A be a star instead of, yeah. you know, a letter, it's a staple. I, I think that, you know, those are the, the ground roots. And, you know, it's it's even like in a, in a recent game, they were they were even highlighting the original Orlando Magic theme song. Yep. You know, the one that goes Orlando Magic. And it kind of has that, that, that theme, like... To me, that's 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 the Orlando magic, man. It's yep. it's it's cheesy in a sense, but it's like to the heart cheesy. It's like uh, you know the the Miami Dolphins. They got they got their own song, and and everyone sings it in the stadium. Yep. You know, it's it's catchy enough to where that can be created at the Amway. And I know the front office they don't like using the word, but culture is such a big part of it, and the culture it isn't is. just. The players is is the organization, it's the fan base, it's the environment inside the Amway. It's all a part of it. How the team looks is a part of it. 
you talk about culture, you're talking about the roots of the team and and the people that came from that. Uh, I think that you can't really have that full culture unless, you know, the players on the team right now, they need to know the people that were here before them. Right. The Nick Andersons, the Bo Outlaws, the Penny Hardaways, the Shaquille O'Neal's, the Dwight Howard's, the Jim Mary Nelson, Hito Turklu, all these guys that really, you know, blood, sweat, and tears on that court. And I think that, you know, it's great that they're having this this level of engagement of wanting to know more about the logo. And that's a great start. But once we get that part down, and we got to get everything else that creates that that bad word of culture that the front office don't like using too much. Yes, sir. I mean, I think I also think it's a perfect time too. Like I said, you're transitioning from from the Dwight days to then the Vucevic days. Now Vuce is gone. I, I again, I know Josh Robbins said that nothing is coming up in the next three, four years, whatever it may be. I hope that's wrong because I think if you kind of create that culture since now and you rebrand since now, then you're growing with this new team. You're growing with you know Ji, Markel, whoever it may be, Jalen Suggs. This called Anthony culture. It's it's a different vibe to it. I feel like right now we're still. Anytime I go to Amway, it reminds me of Dwight Howard. That that's the reality behind it because everything in that arena looks exactly the same like it did when Dwight was here. So I think we need a refresh. We need something new. Um, and I, maybe maybe that is what is behind this. We, we don't know. Maybe a, a subtle change, just a logo will change. Everything else will stay the same. I don't know. But we'll see. Hopefully, we see some some change come out of this survey for sure. And just to add, something old can still be something new. Correct. Add that there. All right, man. Let's just let's uh, jump into the games, man. The last five games that the Orlando Magic had, you know, hasn't been fully pretty. All right, Magic. We're on a seven game losing streak until we played against the Denver Nuggets. In our last five games, we lost against Charlotte, Chicago, Cleveland, Philadelphia, and then a big win against the Denver Nuggets. During this stretch, we saw a return of. Uh, Nikola Vucevic back in Orlando. We saw the return of Aaron Gordon. What are your thoughts on the game? Man, uh, so like you mentioned, that seven-game losing streak, rough. Rough. Right? Super rough. rough. That's that's a simple word. Uh, we got blown out a ton of games. Um, the team did not look at its best. And, of course, that also kind of correlated with Cole Anthony being out six out of those seven games that we lost. Um, so our offense was just not fluid. The team looked lost out there. The bench has been just awful, unfortunately, all season long. And again, I can't blame it on the coaching staff because our we don't have enough healthy bodies. So guys that are getting minutes are not guys that should be getting minutes. Um, but at one word, it's just rough, man, except with last night's game, which we'll expand more on because that game that needs to be talked about. But uh, that seven-game losing streak was just completely rough, man. And I, I can't even, even as a fan, I can't say anything because it's not Mosley's fault. It's not the front office fault. It truly is a health issue with the team once again. And it sucks because I really thought that last year, once the season ended, we were done with that topic of health and injuries. Unfortunately, through now a month and a half of this new season, it's still the main theme that we're talking about. Yeah, you take a look at the last five games and Magic scored 99, 88, 92, 96, and then, you know, the the final win where, you know, we score over 100. A lot of that has to do with Cole Anthony. Yes, sir. Cole Anthony is, I think it's already been proven in the fact, and let's take a moment, give the man his flowers. The dude has been playing incredible basketball. And it's not just the fact that he's playing really good basketball. It's the way that he's doing it. Like, the dude is playing super confident. You barely tell that he's six foot two out there. He is playing aggressive. He is grabbing rebounds. This dude is is being uh, an alpha player, and we've said this before, something that we feel that we haven't seen in a very, very long time, especially coming from that point guard position. 
Um, but he is somebody that isn't afraid of the moment. He is somebody that wants the ball in his hand, you know, during those clutch moments. And it's a little different. Like you compare, you know, clutch moments between because you you, t- you take a look at a player like Evan Fournier, right? He wasn't afraid to take, you know, the shot at mm-hmm. the last second. Um, and, you know, that's if we're being completely honest, he he did well in certain moments like he he does well in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, but it's different. It feels different. Like it's more exciting. Like you have a player that is fun on the court and off the court. People are kind of comparing his personality to, you know, the Dwight Howard, the Shaquille O'Neal. Like it's, it's certain things that need to occur for a, to have kind of like that, that persona of, of an all-star. And I'm not saying that, you know, the interviews is what's going to make him an all-star. I'm just saying that when it comes to like a face of a franchise, Cole Anthony's hitting all those buckets right now. I know it's still kind of young into the season, um, but this is somebody that, you know, eliminate all the talks of this man being a sixth man, eliminate all the talks about, you know, him not playing well in the summer league and people counting him out. Mm -hmm. Like this dude is legit showing up, leading the team, and he he is putting all the weight over his shoulder and he's carrying us through these wins. No Cole Anthony, no wins. And the team plays better when he's involved. Now it's oh, going to yeah. be interesting to see what the dynamics are in the very near future. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a few. Um but as of right now, um man, it's 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 fun. That Denver Nuggets game was fun. And this team is showing that they can compete with with anybody, you know, as long as everyone is contributing they the focus is on the defensive end and we're hitting our shots because at the end of the day you know we need to be able to have the points on the board yeah man okay one one example i'll give you so last night against them the denver game at emway right being at, being at emway in the fourth quarter cole anthony I think he had hit two shots in a row i have not experienced this as a magic fan during my time going to emway center the last five years i think we're tied up at this moment cole hit two shots in a row we get a rebound, they give the ball to Cole Anthony. When I tell you, every single fan at the lower level at the same time just stood up because they knew he was gonna take the next shot. It's it's something I've witnessed in Oakland when Stephen Curry goes on his crazy runs. I went to a game and he, I witnessed it live. And I'm like, man, this is, this is incredible. I saw that last night when Cole Anthony was in the clutch, hitting shot after shot after shot. The fans knew the ball would be on his hand what is he going to do? And everyone stood up at the same time. Unfortunately, he missed that one shot uh, when that happened, but just shows the dyna- how dynamic he is. That arena was extremely loud. The energy, everyone that was in the arena yesterday would say it. That arena was extremely fun to be in. But the funny part is, in the first half, it felt like a typical Emory Center game. Nobody's cheering. Everyone's just sitting down. But when you gave these fans a reason to cheer and to get up on their feet, they responded. And and that's what you love about Cole Anthony. By himself, he made that happen. Like in that fourth quarter run, third quarter run that they went to, he was a key member of that. And that's what he can create. It's that fun atmosphere for the fans. So like you mentioned, he, he's hitting the buckets on the pre on the post-game shows. It just again, the leadership skill that he's showing. He, he's standing up for his teammates on the bench, whether he's hurt or or playing. It goes a long way, but I mean, uh, definitely happy to see him back on the court because he makes us a different team. Even even when we lose games, we tend to lose close games, not getting blown out by 20, 30 points. 24 points, seven assists, eight rebounds. 
the dude played 37 minutes. Like this is his first game back, and again, he's he's the floor general. Like towards the end, you know the the back to back mid ranges that he hit. Like you knew that he was going to take that shot. Like you mm-hmm. knew that he wasn't afraid of that moment. And not just him, but you also got really big support from from Franz Wagner. Oh yeah. Like man, like who who is this kid? Like legit, who is who is this rookie that nobody was expecting? Um, because I I made a comment yesterday, um, stating that man, the minute that you hit that shot, because the way that he did it. You have to have like a level of of you gotta have balls to take that shot. Yep. Like the dude was getting ready to kind of drive it in. He kicked back. He could have easily passed the ball off to Mo Bamba for him to hit that three. He said no and decided to take the shot himself with the game on the line to put us up for the very first time in that whole entire game. Like you you have to have not only do you have to have confidence in yourself, but you also have to have confidence from your teammates. That gives you the 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 thought that you can take that shot, and he did it to the point that when he hit it, why why did any like I felt like I instantly cringed that nobody applauded at the Amway when he drafted him. I instantly cringed thinking of all the people that were just like, oh, I can't believe we drafted this guy. There goes our front office again, and he continues to show that he is able to contribute and he is a really good player. This is somebody that. You know, he's leading, he's third amongst rookies in in games played. I think he's averaging, the last I saw was, what, 31 minutes a game? Mm-hmm. You know, he's leading, he's fifth amongst rookies in, in scoring, averaging about 13, 14 points a game. Like, this is somebody that is really, really contributing. And, and when everyone is hitting like that, you know, the team plays so well. Franz played well. Wendell Carter, another consistent game. And then we also saw a little bit of, of Mo Wagner going in there and, and having really big moments and impacting the game. So all around, the team did really, really good. You know, against a Denver Nuggets set, you know, they they have the MVP in Jokic. They have a returning Aaron Gordon that I'm sure that he saw this as as a revenge game for him. And what do you think about the fan base, kind of the mixture of, of boos and, uh, and applause? I think it was, I mean, I, I went into a, a debate on Twitter about this uh, before the game yesterday. It's, it's, I mean, he deserved it, man. If you cheer for the game because you, you value what he did for the team for, for during his time here, his six years in Orlando, I respect you. You know, I cheered for him. I'll be honest. I stood up. I cheered for the guy. Like, I, in my opinion, he, he gave us some good years. But if you choose to bull him, I also respect you too because at the end of the day, Aaron Gordon went vocal. He went to the media. He made it known that he was done with Orlando. And not for nothing, man, or he never became the player that we thought he would become. And it wasn't a lack of opportunity. It wasn't a lack of take us to the next level, Aaron. Here you go. Like you have the keys in your hand. He had the opportunity to do it. Uh, he, he unfortunately couldn't live up to that potential. And even now in Denver, I heard his coach yesterday say he's playing the best basketball in his career. Yeah, he's averaging 14.7 rebounds. He also said, I have an, another level to get to. Words I've been hearing for five to six years now. So, again, the fans, the certainly so, boost and, and, and cheer, I respect it. It's, it's warranted. Again, his, his actions, unfortunately, led to that. What I, what I like about this Orlando Magic team is that some, somehow, some way, losing to the Magic hurts the other team <laughs> that much more. Yep. Like, it really, like, it hurts them internally, which I, I love. 
because the way I view the Orlando Magic this year is that we're going to be disruptors. We're going to yep. surprise people. And we've already done that. And we talked about that uh, with numerous guests that we've had. You know, the expect what are the expectations of the Orlando Magic? And it was ignore the playoffs, ignore the the playing tournament, not think about that. Think about the moments of of developing and and hoping to see moments where we can kind of beat teams and, and surprise these teams. And we've already done that with the Knicks. We did that now with the Nuggets. And it's Julius Randle saying that he felt sick afterwards. Is Aaron Gordon saying this one hurt? You know, it's it's these these individuals don't like don't think that they should lose to a team like the Orlando Magic. And what people don't understand is that we're not. Yeah, we're our record doesn't doesn't necessarily reflect you know this this team's ability, but understand that you know Jokic, if if you want to go party in in Miami and Club Live, you know after your game, that's all fine and dandy. But you got to play the Orlando Magic next, homie. Yeah, like, you can't just can't just sleep on us. You know we're not. We're not we're not a laughing stock, but people are still treating us like that. So it's going to come to a point where the respect factor is going to change. It might take a little time, but we're still missing five players, five players that play that get minutes. MCW, maybe Etwan Moore. Uh, we still got Markel, Jonathan Isaac. Who else am I missing? Suggs now. Jalen Suggs. Yes, exactly. So it's like. It's, it's half a team, bro. I, I've been saying that all year. The Magic are playing half a team. So when people keep telling me, like, hey, what are your thoughts on, on the Magic right now? What, what are your real thoughts on them? I'm like, I don't know. Because, again, yeah, we're losing a ton of games. But in reality, we're not seeing the real team. We're, we haven't seen the Orlando Magic new roster yet. Like, we're going to have to wait until January, whatever it may be, February, to really see the real roster. And at that point, our schedule is much easier. So we may win a lot more games than we expect. Right now, we're on track to win 20 games this season. I still believe that we're going to catch fire at some point in January, February, when we get our healthy bodies back, our depth is normal, our schedule becomes lighter because our schedule right now is absolutely brutal. And that's what it was going to be. November, December are absolutely tough, tough months for us. But we got to deal with it. It is what it is. We got to show up. We got to play the games and see what happens. Yeah. So definitely big ups to the team. It was a really big win. When the Magic lose, it hurts. But when they win, I, I already forgot all the I forgot that we were on a seven game losing streak. Really, really yep. big win. Um, now, kind of transitioning, we are finally getting news and updates on Jonathan Isaac and Markel Fultz. I, I want to give a quick shout out to to Stephen Cameron, who is the one of the hosts on on the Close on Magic podcast, because he's the one that I first saw mention. Why aren't we hearing anything? Why don't we hear at least something, at least an update? To the point that we need to demand an update on our players. Like, why, why, why do the Magic treat their injuries like a CIA mission? Like, top secret. Nobody can know nothing. Like, let's be honest. We're not that good to have, like, secret files on our injured players where not even the fan base knows what's going on. But we finally heard something back. So, Mark Hill and Jonathan Isaac injury update. Markel is now doing rehab with the Lakeland uh, Magic while the team is on a road. And he's also been playing 2v2 and getting a little bit closer to game action. Jonathan Isaac, however, still seems further away. What are your thoughts on at least the little update that we received? So like you said, shout out to uh, Steven for for driving that train and, and, and making this happen. Because again, we, we were all just 
I mean, like you said, we don't understand it. Like, why, why can't we get any updates? Why can't we get any, any feedback on what's going on behind closed doors in practice? Um, thankfully, we did. And I mean, Markel, like we thought, we, we've seen him plenty in practice, in behind shots. We can see him taking shots and, and doing drills. So we, we have a feeling that Markel's close. This kind of makes it official now that we know that, hey, whether it is another two weeks, three weeks, some people are getting excited saying before Christmas, we don't know. Now, if you think about Clay Thompson, similar injury, similar time frame, they are saying he's doing what Markel is doing pretty much, practicing with the G League team, scrimmaging in, pra- in practice with the G League guys. So Markel's We're seeing highlights from the G League of yeah. those practices but in Golden funny? State. The timing, is, the timing is about Christmas for Clay. So I'm thinking Markel is around the same, but then again, we are the Magic, so I wouldn't be surprised if it's going to be January for him. But it's getting closer. Now, Jonathan Isaac. He's progressing well through his rehab. That's all we got. They're balancing his weight and his body and his this and his that. I don't know what to think anymore, man, because again, it's now going on 17 months from his knee injury. And I get it. I get it. He was, he was two injuries pretty much, the ACL and the meniscus that he tore. But man, that's a long time. Um, and to just be hearing he's progressing, like give me more details. Like I, I, that I wanted them to expand on. What does this mean? Are we going to see J.I. this year? Like I wish Josh, Josh Robbins was there because Josh Robbins would have simply asked, are we going to see J.I. this year? At this point, I have my doubts, man. I really thought it was going to be January. It was going to be late December. But for him to be behind Markel on coming back, it's, it's shocking to me. I, I don't... I struggle with it. I, I really do struggle with it because other other fan other organizations like they make hype videos of like mm-hmm. their players coming back from injuries. Like these players are vocal about it. They're not reading off of talking points and and not saying when players. I listen. I get why the front office does it. I get why they don't put deadlines on on returns. I get it. They don't want to put pressures on the players. I get it. That word great with Markel when we first got him from Philadelphia and we said that we're not going to put him a player right away. We're going to put our arms around him and we're going to make sure that he feels, you know, welcome and loved and feel like home. Like I get that. That's great. Amazing. I support it. But dude, we're not asking for much. We just just want to know when these guys are going to play. NFL fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook is not available in your state yet, you can still get in on the action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long for DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prices with their first deposit. All you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TBPN, bet $1 on any team to score, and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. 
new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer, restriction supply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problems? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You know, I'm not I'm not a season ticket holder. All right. I haven't invested financially to the point where, you know, it's it's I'm losing money because of it. Ow, you're a season ticket holder. Like, I, I'm I'm sorry. I feel bad for you <laughs> because you have you have no idea. You have no idea when these guys are going to return. And it's I kind of feel like it's, it's also I mean, for the players, maybe it's different. I'm, I'm an outsider looking in. But I feel bad for them too. They need they need the help. They're getting stomped, man. Like seven game losing streak. That's hard on anybody, any competitor, especially if they're playing professional. Seven game losing streak sucks. Like it's nobody wants that. It's hard. It's it's rough. Like imagine you individually, you listening right now. Imagine going to work, and every time you go to work, you get beat down. And it's not a po- It's not not that it's not a positive environment, but you know, you, you, you lost, man. It's, it's a hard day at work. Like how motivated are you to go back to work? I'm sure millions of dollars you'll be motivated, but just, just from, from trying to find a way to simplify it, you know, it's, it's, you, you need, you need to be able to have these individuals with you to kind of help the team out. And I feel like, all right, if, if we're one week, two weeks out, like in my mind, what's what's the difference between now and a month from now? If they've yep. already extended, you know, the the time frame of what the average expected time frame is for these people to come back. Let me ask you this though. So do at this point, do we see JI this season? No, no. This season? Really? This season? Yeah, yeah. We'll see him we'll see him this season. This year, no. No. I'm not I've already programmed in my mind. We're not gonna see Mark Hill or Jonathan Isaac until twenty twenty two. My backup, my, my second question to that would be then: Can we assume that there was a setback at some point with Jonathan Isaac? I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think there was a setback because some people are viewing it really differently. Some people say there, there had, there had to have been a setback. Other people are blaming on the fact that he doesn't want to get vaccinated. Yep. The NBA is what ninety seven percent vaccination rate. You know, and and he's one player that is being vocally about not getting vaccinated. Is could that be a reason why? Maybe yes, maybe no, maybe not. I don't know. But then I also thought about okay, what if, what if we're trying to hold off a little bit until, dare I say, the trade deadline, or maybe it's sometime after the All Star break. What if we're trying to hold that out as much as we can, just to see just to see what the value is the value just to see because J.I. maybe why not huh. why not who knows I, I mean this is already what the second third injury that we've we've dealt with yeah so it's it's gone to a point where i honestly forgot what jonathan isaac on the orlando magic really looks like mm-hmm. it's been so long and it was a completely different team like the last time they played Last time Jonathan Isaac played was in the bubble. But that, but that time, was two what, that was two championships ago. That's what intrigues me though, is, is that we never saw J.I. as, as a go-to guy, right? J.I. was a, a filler. He was like a Franz Wagner on the team before, like a guy that would only shoot when he was open, would only attack the, the rim when he needed to. But we knew that 
people supposed to be more. People keep saying, oh, he's got some flashes of KD in him and this and that. We saw a little bit of that at the bubble when he came in really aggressive and he put up like 10 shots in like five minutes. We're like, whoa, who's this guy? And then unfortunately he got hurt. <laughs> so that, like, that aspect of it to me, like right now, this team needs a, a guy that can just put a ball in basket, can attack the rim, can take that ownership of, hey, I'm the man. Cole Anthony's doing a great job at it, but imagine having J.I. that also has that mindset. And now you have two guys with the alpha mentality and then you have Wendell playing well and France filling in well. Like the potential is there, like you're saying. As a fan that's paying to go see this team, as a fan that's excited for this team, that has a podcast to do every week, you know there's excitement there. Like the, there's there's reason to be excited for this team, but we're being kind of held back, and we don't know why. Markel, we get it; it hasn't been a year yet, so he's supposed to. This is is his normal time frame to recover. We understand that, but Ji man, it's, it's a year and a half almost. Like that's a long, long time. And I just think we deserve a more defined answer, a more detailed explanation as to what's going on. Like, be honest. Like, hey, listen, he is good, but we are working on X, Y, and C right now. We're, we're working on whatever. Say it. So now we know what's going on. But let me know that knee's good. Because as of right now, honestly, as I'm taking it as, since people on Twitter were saying this, we're taking it as something happened and that knee's not fully healed yet. So we think the worst, unfortunately. And that may not be the case. The whole vaccine thing, Bradley Beal is, is, is playing basketball right now, not vaccinated and going to New York and playing. He's, he's dealing with it. He's fine. So why, J.I. can't do the same if the vaccine is the issue? So I don't know, man. Like, there's just so much going on with, it, with this topic that I just hope that he comes back. He can, even if he's off the bench for the first two months. But we got to see this guy on the court, man. He's, he's one of our highest paid players, one of the guys that can help this team the most defensively, and one of our best the face of the franchise, you think about it. Him and Markel are kind of the face of the franchise right now, but they're not on the court. We, we got to see these guys. Yeah, and to be clear, I do not want to trade Jonathan Isaac. I think that we should not trade on Jonathan Isaac. I would be infuriated if we've waited this whole entire time to see Jonathan Isaac on the floor and then he gets moved. Um, and I and I, I think that, you know, it, honestly, it, well, it depends on what you get back, but... Jonathan Isaac is is kind of is the draft pick, like literally the draft pick from this front office. Like that's 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 the one that you're really hoping that you you hit on, because, and it, it was really Jonathan Isaac that said Jonathan Isaac views him as a hybrid between he views himself as a hybrid between Kevin Durant and and Anthony Davis. Those are his words. He sees himself he sees himself as that. Dude, if we can get fifty percent of that, Jeez. that's a win for the Orlando Magic. That's a big. It's just he win. needs to be. He just needs to be healthy, and you can debate here and there about you know if Jonathan Isaac was healthy, you know how that first first round series would have really been like in the bubble against the Milwaukee Bucks. Yep. Because now you have you know, Jonathan Isaac guarding Giannis. Now you have Aaron Gordon kind of free to not spend, you know, all that time that he did guarding Giannis. And maybe that wall would have been a little bit better. Who knows? Because the Milwaukee Bucks that played in the bubble was not the Milwaukee Bucks that won the championship. No, it's a completely different Milwaukee Bucks. Who knows? Who knows what could have happened? So there's a there's a lot of what ifs, and I get that. And all we can really focus on is is today. And today we really need these guys to be healthy and, and come back because again, not only does it change the dynamic of this team, um, but also makes the team fun to watch. It allows for them to really compete at a higher level. 
our second unit will be dramatically stronger um, than than what it is now. And I don't know. I, I think that once these guys come back, Mosley's going to have to really think about his his adjustments and and really how these minutes are being being put out. But you know, number one thing is I'm hoping that they've held off this long because they really want this guy to be 150% healthy. And if that's the case, then I support it. Yeah, the, the only concern with that for me is, man, injuries are injuries. He may step on a guy's shoe on a jump shot. Boom, sprained ankle. Like, it, you just never know with basketball, right? So I also don't support that vision of, hey, like, this guy has to be 155% back before we can bring him back. Like, he has to be super healthy. Because, again, it's basketball at the end of the day, man. Like, the Markel injury, like, it's he was basically going for a layup. Like, nothing crazy happened. And here we are a year later. So that's my thing with, with that mindset of the front office. If that's really how they're thinking, it's with basketball, man, you just never know. You just never know. Yeah. I mean, hopefully we'll, we'll find out soon. We'll find out soon. All right. Jumping into, let's get back to talking about Nicola for just a moment. So Nicola returns back to Orlando and he kind of sheds a little more, he, sh- he shares a little more insight on the trade and kind of how it went down with the magic. Uh, Nicola had this to say. It wasn't a situation where they traded me out of nowhere. Vujovic said of the deal that sent from the Magic to the Bulls last season, it was something that we discussed a lot. It was a mutual agreed. And it wasn't a situation where they told me I wasn't going to get traded and then I got traded. A lot of it came from my communication with them, so it wasn't a surprise for me. Does it make you feel better knowing Vujovic was just not traded out of nowhere as many of us may have thought? Maybe yes, maybe no. But... This is really them saying, or him saying, you know, I, I, I requested for a trade. Aaron Gordon did the exact same thing. But Nicola did a little more um, polite, nicer, under he the radar. Respected, he respected the fan base. He respected yeah. the front office. He respected yeah. his teammates. And that was my point last night on Twitter. Like, if you choose to boo Aaron Gordon, he deserves those boos because the way he chose to act. Fooch, on the other hand, you can't boo the guy. Why would you? This guy was an all-star for you, played hard every night, made the playoffs with him, just like AG. But he respected the fan base. He respected the front office. He respected his teammates. And all this stuff was going on maybe for months. Not once. Not even Vooch knew that Vooch was on the move. We all woke up that morning. I remember like it was yesterday. And we were shocked when we heard the first guy that got traded was Nikola Vucevic. We're like, what? Like, where did this come from? That's why I respect that man because he again paid respect to all of us. Again, the ones that were paying to go see him play, his teammates in the locker room. It that's the way you should you're supposed to do it. And our front office has shown that if you are upfront with them, they will accommodate you. They will send you where you want to go, but they will do so on their own terms. Which again, it's, it's their right at the same time. So, in my opinion, this is a perfect scenario where things are not going the way that we're supposed to be going. We're gonna work it out for you. We're gonna work with you, but. Hang in there with us and we'll, we'll help you out. So again, for Vooch to clarify that, I think for me and you, when we first heard the trade go down last year, we were like, oh my God, we feel so bad for Vooch. Yeah, we, know, we know he loves Orlando. That was your initial reaction. But knowing this makes you, makes you feel a little more at peace with the, thing, the way that things went down. Um, because again, it really felt at first like it was out of nowhere for him to, to find out that he was traded. Yeah, I think it was, it was the best of both worlds. Um, you you can see the frustrations from those players from the Evan Fournies, Aaron Gordon, Nikola Vucevic. Mm-hmm. You can see that they've tried. They tried. They yo listen. 
these dudes legit gave it their all. They literally tried to do everything they possibly can. They just couldn't stay healthy. It is what it is. They tried. You, we literally tried with those guys, and it just didn't work. Nicole was with us for a really, really long time. So the fact that we were able to end that relationship, finally, we are able to end a relationship with a player, an all-star caliber player that plays for the Orlando Magic in a positive way. You know, that's 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 been unheard of, right? True. So we found an opportunity where not only were we able to get back Wendell Carter Jr., uh, Franz Wagner, and a future first-round pick for, for Nicole, not only were we able to get a crazy deal in return uh, for Nicola, but we also got him to go to a place where, you know, he's, he's, he would find some level of happiness. He would find some level of, of competition in Chicago. They're, they're doing great. So it's, yeah. it's worked out for them. Um, but it's, it's good to hear him publicly say, you know, it's, it's, it wasn't like I've been loyal to this team for so long and they moved me and they're upset. You know, it's not like the Raptors and DeMar DeRozan. It wasn't that type of situation, but it was our marquee player, our our face of the franchise, our all star, and and we were able to you know end that in a uh, in a very positive manner. Which again, from the Orlando Magic, that's that hasn't been our our past, hasn't been our history. That's right. Now, what were your thoughts? I know you're watching from home, but what were your thoughts on the, on the fans' reactions during player introductions and throughout the game? Do you think that it was good enough? Do you think it could have been better? Or do you think that you don't really care about that? <laughs> um, I think that there Nicola was such a he was so he loved the magic. And I think that that is very, very hard to find players that really are passionate about a team. Players that come to mind is uh Jameer Nelson, mm-hmm. Hito Turkoglu. I put Vooch in that category. Darren Armstrong still has a lot of love for the Orlando Magic. Bo Outlaw, Nick Anderson, those guys. Um, and I think that we could never, the team could never do enough to make him feel like appreciated because he's exceeded that way above and beyond. You know, the the only way, the only thing that would, would equal in return would be to retire the man's jersey that we know that the Magic will never do. Now, I'm not saying retire Nikola jersey i'm not saying that so don't beat me up for it <laughs> i just mean in, in general this is a player that in the future that will will have a little plaque for him in in our magic hall of fame yeah that's everyone's excited about that so that's <laughs> that's cool he'll have a plaque um but it, again this is someone that you know we'll, we'll be able to honor and and I, it's good man it, he it, you were at the game did they give him a standing ovation uh, it was a, a mild one. Like it was nothing crazy. Like the, the roof didn't come out of the building when, when they announced him in the player introductions and when they honored him. When they did play the video of him after the first time out, it was a little bit better. Um, but you also got to understand, Vooch was not the most outspoken guy, the most Cole Anthony-like guy that, that you would just kind of, I don't know, feel attached to as a guy. Like Vooch is a great player, but he didn't say much. He was very quiet, very reserved. So I think that also played a played a role in the way that fans reacted when he came back. Like, okay, like we respect you, but that was kind of it. And also the Magic were down like 20 points by the time that that timeout happened. So the arena's atmosphere was just completely <laughs> dead. Like nobody cared anymore because the game was over like, eight minutes into it. Um, but I mean, I, I think it is what it is. Again, definitely different than Aaron Gordon. You never heard about anybody boo uh, Vucevic. The opposite. Every time you hit a shot, you heard the Vuce in the crowd. Like the love was there for the guy. It was just not, you know, I think, a, I don't know, 
a Kobe Bryant celebration back in the days nah. with the Lakers. Like, no, like, you're not going to get that. It, it was, again, normal, okay. Fans cheered, but it wasn't. I know the six-man show, uh, he was he was at, at the game on Jonathan, and he was pretty upset with the way that, that, that they celebrated uh, Vooch, his return. But again, you got to understand it too. Like I said, Vooch wasn't the most charismatic guy. The game was over pretty much a few minutes into it. So the crowd wasn't really into it, unfortunately. But there was a lot of love for Vooch, for sure. Listen, his, his introductory uh, uh, press conference or interview that he had uh, with the Chicago Bulls, the, the man got emotional oh, talking yeah. about the Orlando Magic. Yep. Like, they, uh, it's just an individual that you know definitely deserved more. Now, my question to you is, who had the better tribute video? Was it Aaron Gordon or was it Nicola? Oh, without a doubt, Nicola. Aaron Gordon was weird, man. It was a, a few highlights of his dunks, and I don't know, the dunk contest, it was pretty blah. You could tell the effort was put in in Vuce's video with the little quotes and where he got traded and then the, the press conference that he did. Yeah, 100%. Nikola Vucevic. Yeah. All right. Glad to see those guys come back to Orlando. That's that's always cool because um, even my wife, when I was watching the Nuggets game, she was like, ah, it still it still looks weird for Aaron Gordon to be playing on, on the opposite team. Oh, yeah. like, it looks weird, but it feels right. So let's let's leave <laughs> it that way. All right. Jumping into our passer shoot. Um, very first one. Is Franz Wagner the best player right out of college the Magic have ever drafted in recent years? I'm going to shoot on that. And by recent years, I'm only going to judge the guys that our new front office has has uh, drafted. So thinking of J.I., Mo, Okiki, Cole, without a doubt, man, I don't think none of those guys had a better first month and a half into their careers with the Orlando Magic than Franz Wagner. And it's just mind-blowing to me, man, because we saw this kid playing in summer league and in preseason. And I remember we were all like, what did we just do? The eighth pick. We had Book Night there. We had Moody there. Like I remember, like it was yesterday. He looked completely lost, and here we are, a few months later, and this kid is looking like an amazing pro. Like he looks like a legitimately veteran out there. Uh, doesn't make mistakes. Plays plays it safe, but he's aggressive at the same time. Um, so, in my opinion, that's a an easy shoot for me. How about you? Um, when I when I'm taking a look at the list of players, you know, most notable, you know, you're looking at. Victor Oladipo, maybe yes, maybe no. You're looking at, you know, Aaron Gordon. You're looking at players like um, JJ Redick. the The person that comes to mind as as somebody that you know straight out of college that was able to really impact and and contribute right away. The most recent, you know, I, I would I would look at Cornelie. Probably Cornelie is the first one that comes to mind. Sure, because he was. He was a rookie that, you know, made an impact, made it to the starting lineup, and really did well for for that for that team during that that finals run. Um, so I, I would I would say Courtney Lee, which you taking a look at the list, there there hasn't, you know, there there hasn't been a, a whole like you you can make the argue, yeah, maybe Victor Oladipo, second pick in the NBA draft, had a lot of opportunity, but the team around him wasn't wasn't really good, so you really weren't able to really see his his impact. So i I would say I would say Courtney Lee, but that's also because I'm biased. I'm a, I'm a big Courtney Lee fan. But the thing with Courtney, I'm looking at his stats right now. So Courtney Lee averaged eight point four points a game, two rebounds, two assists. That 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 listen, rookie season, listen, right? Those were big eight points a oh, game. Oh, it was. All right, he had to share. Point. He had to share those points 
with everybody. He had to somehow find a way to eat with Dwight Howard, with Jameer Nelson, Hito Turkley, Richard Lewis. He had to find he, those are big A points, right? I'm gonna go there though. That missed layup in the finals, France. Nah, is don't be that guy. That's don't all. be that guy. <laughs> we're, we're having a we're having a good evening. Don't be that guy. All right. So Cole Anthony, is he is he the I mean, it's probably an easy one. Cole Anthony, is he the leader of the team? So when I thought of that question, let me let me let me go backstory to that. When I thought thought of that question, I thought of that as or that statement, I thought of it as even when Markel, J.I. coming back, like the full roster, you still see Cole Anthony as the leader of this team. So I'm gonna have you go first and answer that. So do you think full healthy roster, Orlando Magic are now February, hopefully fully healthy? playing against the Knicks, whoever it is, it's Cole Anthony, the guy that you say, he's our, our leader on the court. Dude, you gave him, You already gave him the keys to the front seat. He's he's driving the vehicle. Good luck trying to take that away from him. I, I think that Cole Anthony has a personality that he is way too vocal and doesn't know how to be any other way. This is this is him. You can blame it on the fact that you know he's already been exposed to the NBA at such an early age with his dad. You can blame it on the fact that he's from New York and has that New York mentality, that New York grit. You can blame it on the fact that he's the only and he's the only high school player in Oak Hill Academy to average a triple double. Like he's he's done so much in every level. He finds a way to kind of outdo himself in a sense that he's already he's already talking like a leader now. So during his um, post-game interview with Dante, you know, he even said that, you know, during the half, you know, nobody was pointing fingers at each other. Nobody was saying, oh, you got to do this. You got to do that. You know, everyone came together. And the, the thing about working in groups is that all it takes is that one player to, to that one individual to have, you know, a negative mindset, negative energy that that trickles down man. that that catches on like wildfire. And somebody has to be the vocal leader to kind of think about the positivity and, and to really keep everyone together. And I think that Cole Anthony has, has the personality to be outspoken, but then also has the ability to, to be able to kind of show it on the court and, and lead in that way. So when you have an individual, an individual that can lead vocally and also lead on the court there, there's no way you're, you're taking that back. I don't know how Jonathan Isaac is in the, in, in the locker room. I don't know how Markel Fultz is in the locker room. I know what we've seen from Cole Anthony. And I think that, again, he has a personality that, one, people will listen, and two, he's willing to be that guy. He's willing to take the last shot. He's willing to sacrifice certain things. Like, this dude was was taking charges. Like, this is this is a guy, your point guard, like your point guard, Got eight rebounds against a big ass Denver Nuggets. Your center, your starting center, also had eight rebounds. So you got your point guard damn near out rebounding your center. The dude is six foot two. He's doing all the little things. And I and and again, you gotta you gotta be a guy that is is vocally and be able to back that up. So I would I would agree, I would shoot, I would definitely say hell yeah. I think that one thing that you mentioned is this guy has earned that role in the side of the lineup, right? We, we were all kind of like, oh, is he a sixth man? Is he going to be, you know, a starter? We didn't know. There's no way in heck that you can take this guy out of the side of the lineup right now. You just can't. He's, he's earned it. Um, but in my opinion, I'm going to shoot. I mean, you, you can't teach leadership. You can't teach like that alpha mentality that he has. And like you mentioned, it's, it's even, like I said, on the bench, this guy's sitting, resting, or when he's been injured, 
the first one to get up and greet his teammates. That the number one guy out there yelling at the refs when they make a bad call, and he he's defending his teammates. All those little things add up. And then, of course, he's an amazing vocal leader as well. Um, so in my opinion, yes, I think Cole Anthony has, has earned that right. He, he hasn't been given to him because he was the highest draft pick or what. No, he's earned that that role of, of the leader of this team. Um, and again, in every single facet of the game, whether it's on the court, on off the court, in the locker room, he's shown to be a leader. So rightfully so, I think he'll be the leader of the Magic for the near future. My man was at... He was in New York um, for drafty, and when the Orlando Magic selected a point guard, yep, with the fifth pick, the dude was up clapping up a storm, welcome his teammate, his brand new teammate. Like this, this dude is everything that you would want. You know, Greg Anthony, his dad, went on on Twitter today and and kind of had a little bit of a rant, um, and just kind of you know boosting his son up, and and he was talking straight facts. You know, when, when the Orlando Magic drafted Jalen Suggs, Cole Anthony didn't cry about it. He wasn't upset. None of that. The dude just put in the work. And that's literally all you can ask for from a player that you just drafted last season. Like, the dude didn't even have a full regular rookie season. He just got his full 84 games this season. Like, a couple weeks ago, man. And the dude has already found a way to really improve his game. There's no way that this man is not in the top five list of most improved. There's no way that this man is not in the top three list. This is the same guy that got snubbed from all NBA rookie team, first and second team. How, Sway? (laughs) How? Damn near impossible. But it happened. And thank you. I'll take it as much as I... I wish that he got that level of recognition. That's probably created the monster that we have in front of us now. That's right. And he feels like money, man. Feels like money. That's for Feels sure. like money. <laughs> All right, jumping into the uh, next one. Chumo Kiki. Will this man figure things out and become a key rotational player soon? Right now, he's currently shooting 37% from field goal. He's at 22.6 from the three-point line. He's averaging 6.9 points per game. Not the same Chuma that we've had from last season. Obviously, injury has a lot to do with that. But can we expect more? Uh, also worth noting, he's played 17 games now. So he's got in that conditioning kind of there. Um, I, yes, I'm going to shoot because I honestly think that he's going to figure it out. But realistically, I'm a little concerned, though, just because there's a lot of areas of his game that are worrisome. Like one thing about Chuma last season was his defense was great. This year I'm witnessing guys drive by right by him time and time again. It's like, okay, what's going on there? His shooting, the shots that he's missing are not contested fadeaway shots, step back shots. No, no, no. They're wide open three pointers and they're not even close, man. Like they're not, they're not like in and out shots. No, no, no. He's missing them by a mile. And again, he's not really having that, that explosiveness going to the hoop for dunks, like we saw him last year, dunking over um, Andre Drummond, all over him. Like, I'm not seeing that explosion right now. So it's a lot of little things that I'm noticing that I'm like, wait, what, what's going on with him? But let's blame it on, he's like being utilized correctly. Let's blame it on, he's playing with a bench, which has a bunch of guys that are being left wide open. So maybe he's being guarded differently. I don't know. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. I think he can figure it out. 
but there are some weird things going on with his game that I'm not a fan of, but I'm going to shoot for now. I I think that this is another player that struggles with injury. Um, luckily, we're able to see him back already, but I think we'll get it together. There, there's there's a lot of different dynamics that, that are happening. I'm sure that he's adjusting to uh, Mo, Mo Bamba, Wendell dynamic. He's he's adjusting to you know Franz Wagner. He's adjusting to to everything. The n- new coaching staff, what's expected of him, how much time he's going to play on a on a daily game to game basis. Um, I think that he'll he'll be all right. I think that when it comes to our players, we have so many players on our roster that we have high expectations for. We're expecting to for them to be this person, right? In in Oster in Oster a high high ceiling. And it's causing frustrations from the fan base with players like Chuma, with players like RJ Hampton, that they're not they're not playing at the level that we're we're expecting. Last season, you know, the these are players that were kind of breaking out in their own right. Chuma did that. RJ Hampton did that. They also did that under you know, Coach Cliff, you know, Coach Moses is, is a completely different individual from whatever Cliff was. Yep. You know, so I, I think that it's an adjustment. Once they, once these players start finding their footing, I think I think he'll be all right. I think Jim will be all right. Now, the Orlando Magic are now going out west. We're going on a road trip. We got Friday against Houston, Monday at Golden State, and then Wednesday at Sacramento. What are your predictions? I think we win. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna go and see probably two of those games. Um, I think Houston, we can definitely win that game. Um, I believe uh, Christian Wood uh, just got announced that he won't be playing for I think a few games. He'll definitely miss I think the Magic game. Um, so I think we probably steal that game if we play well. Our shots are going in. We we'll probably win that one. It's a a tank matchup for sure. I think both teams have five wins right now. So let's see how that goes. Golden State, they're rolling right now. I don't, I don't see us winning that one. And Sacramento, Sacramento, man. They, they can be on fire or they can be really, really awful. Um, so I can see us possibly winning against Houston and against Sacramento. How about you? Yeah, I, I'm i going to go with Houston. I, I just want to see the rookies battle it out. Like, I want to see Franz, like, just put in work against the Rockets. That's that's what I'm that's what I'm shooting for. That's what I'm rooting for. Um, and I really don't like... I don't. I don't. I don't like the way that the team is constructed in Houston. I think that we have a good shot against them. I think yeah, that our we we have more of um, a team function on on our side. So I'll, I'll give us the upper hand, and then maybe against Sacramento also. Maybe, yeah. yeah. They look like they're they're getting ready to implode also. All right. Final thoughts. Let's wrap this final up. Final thoughts. I just realized, and this is our my fault completely. We we completely messed up the part about Jalen Sucks, man, and talking about his injury. But uh, I simply want to say. We finally caught a break with an injury. Um, I'm sure by now all Magic fans know Jalen Suggs got hurt. He raptured uh, his his right thumb, so his shooting hand thumb. Um, thankfully, though, will not require surgery. He thankfully uh, will be evaluated every two weeks. So finally some good news for us when it comes to an injury. It's not season ending. It's not the end of the world. We were expecting for it to be worse. Um, so I'm just hoping that Jalen Suggs recovers quickly and I wouldn't mind if, if they hold him out until J.I. comes back and, and you, you kind of get two for one. You get J.I. and Jalen Suggs coming back together. Um, that'd be nice to see and hopefully joining Markel at that point in, in the roster. So uh, I, I'm just thankful that we got some good news here because, again, it, it has been, I feel like everybody goes, anyone, anytime somebody goes down, I'm expecting the worst with a magic injury. So we finally caught a break. 
Yeah, I I agree. Hopefully it's um we don't wait that long because I again I don't I wouldn't even be surprised if these dudes come back in February. So hopefully Jalen Suggs doesn't get that much of a rest because uh, we want him to come back and, and do well. Maybe this will do a lot of good for him because Cole Anthony, when he struggled through his injury last season, yes. um, was was at a time where you know we needed him to be our starting point guard. Mark Hill went down, and then he got hit with his injury, took some time off, came back, and then started playing so much better basketball. So hopefully we kind of see that. Um, same aspect from from Jalen Suggs, and then just to end on this, um, right now, and this actually just popped up, but the Memphis Grizzlies beat the Oklahoma City Thunder by seventy three, seventy three points, brand new NBA record. How? <laughs> I don't know. So when you're watching these games, and I I don't foresee us going on another seven game losing streak, but once if you know once these it, when these losses pile up. Just remember, things could be worse. We could be okay, see? That's rough. Wow. Dude, 73? That is shocking. Like, what, are, what are we doing here? Like, you're already tanking. Like, 73? Hey, wait, doesn't Memphis, uh, John Morant, is he out with any injury? So he's not even playing? If that's the case, that is terrible. That's Inexcusable. That is insane. Wow. My so goodness. my my takeaway is, let's not ever get to that level. Please. Yeah, I feel I feel <laughs> bad for anyone that put a wager on OKC. <laughs> Can you imagine? Rate. That's terrible. That's terrible. <laughs> on that note, it's a wrap, man. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to the Ozone Podcast, the voice of Magic fans. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Ozone Pod, and remember to subscribe and leave a five star review on all your favorite podcast listening platforms.